Welcome to the Chirbiz Podcast, practical tips, tools, and information that will help grow and transform your church. And here's your host, Dwight Smith. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Chirbiz Podcast. I'm your host, Dwight Smith, and this is a show that's all about helping churches build the right systems and organizational tools that are necessary for growing and managing a healthy church. Now, I've got to be honest, today I'm both excited as well as a little nervous because I need to share some hard truths with all of my senior pastors out there. And I want you to know that I didn't make this decision lightly. I've had this concept written out and I've been praying over it for a while. It's only recently that God's released me to say it. And my prayer is that you'll all receive it in the spirit of love, admiration and hopefulness that it genuinely comes from. Because in the end, your dream is my dream. And my purpose is to help you lead the church that God has called you to pastor. Being a pastor today is both a unique calling and a challenging role. And while this position comes with a divine anointing from God, it also comes with a legal responsibility to the church you lead and to the laws that govern our states and our country. With that said, there are four functions or charges given to every pastor. All of them are necessary for leading effectively, just like all five principles are necessary for growing a healthy church. So let's go through each one of them now. Here's what I call the big four. Every pastor must be a spiritual leader, an effective communicator, a caring shepherd, and a capable manager. And let me say that again. To effectively lead a church today, you can't just be an anointed preacher or have a heart of a pastor. You need to be a prayerful leader, a relatable speaker and teacher. You must be someone that cares about and for people. And you also need to be an administrative leader. All of these roles and functions are essential to pastoring today. And my job in this episode is to break each one of these roles down for you and help you reconnect with the necessity of each one. Now, I probably don't need to say it, but I will anyways. Being a church pastor means being the spiritual leader for the church. Now, this one's probably a no-brainer and pretty easy for you because more than likely, it's already hardwired into the DNA of your walk with Christ as a believer. Being the spiritual leader of the church is what you spend a great deal of time doing, or if not, it's what you'd like to spend more time doing. Now, obviously, as a pastor, you've got to have a pretty rock-solid prayer life, one where you speak to God and he regularly speaks back to you. You'll be asking God to give you direction in leading his people and what he wants the ministry to accomplish. And in addition to praying daily, you've got to also fast regularly, because like Jesus told his disciples, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. You'll be leading your congregation through special corporate times of prayer and fasting, and when God leads, through special services and activities. You'll also need to be a lover of the word of God. And not just reading it, but studying it and meditating on it. This gives you a command of the scriptures which allow you to preach and teach with authority, but most importantly, under the careful guidance of the Holy Spirit. This is why you need to be led by the Spirit so that you're prepared to lead people spiritually. So for each of these points that I'm sharing with you today, I've got to leave you with a simple question that only you can answer. And that is, how am I doing? Hopefully this one's a slam dunk for you because being a spiritual leader is something that you're already passionately doing. But if you happen to be struggling in this area, now's the perfect time to turn it around. Reestablish your prayer and fasting life. Set aside some time to speak and hear from God, not only for your own life and the lives of the people that you lead, 
but for direction and guidance from the God that has called you to your pastoral position. The second thing that every pastor must be is an effective communicator. The Bible says that faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Today we call this being an anointed preacher and teacher. And quite frankly, it's what every pastor loves to do. I mean, think about it. Preaching and teaching is your calling. It's what you're made to do. Breaking down and exposing scriptures, bringing the word of God to life in practical and meaningful ways. It's what excites you, right? I mean, it's a needed and biblical charge. Paul told Timothy to preach the word and be prepared in season and out of season. He said to correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instructions. That's powerful. But to be honest, it's what you already do. Now notice I use the phrase effective communicator, and that was intentional. You see, the goal of every preacher is to get a thought or message across to a group of people, to communicate. But as any good speaker will tell you, in order to be effective at getting people to hear your message or communication, you must deliver it in a way that they receive it. Effective communication is a two-way or two-part process. There's a speaker, but there's also a receiver or hearer. And as a pastor, each week you're charged with both giving people something to hear, as well as making sure that it's communicated in a way that they can receive it. Have you ever been listening to someone and after a while kind of tuned them out? Maybe when you were in school and were listening to a lecture that you didn't find interesting. Or you were listening to your spouse and you kind of zoned out halfway through the story. In either case, we missed the opportunity for effective communication. At that point, it turns into a one-sided conversation or what we sometimes call a lecture. One of the things that I love about Jesus was his approach of how he delivered his message. Have you ever noticed that he taught with parables? He was a phenomenal storyteller, making it easy for people to understand and get what he was trying to teach them. Now, notice what I just said. His message style made it easy for people to understand what he was trying to teach. Even if people didn't agree with or like what he said, Jesus' message was at least easy to understand and relate to. That's why you must be an effective communicator today. Your message must always be easy to understand, engaging, and captivating to your audience. It's got to connect with them. And even when it steps on toes, it's got to be done in a way that helps them understand where they are and seek out that something different that you're offering. Now, I can ask you how you're doing with this, but unfortunately, I'm not called to help you with preaching and teaching. That's outside of my wheelhouse. But if you need help in this area, please find a mentor or connect with a pastor whose preaching and teaching style you admire and ask them to critique you. Send them a videotape of your sermon and ask them to assess your message, giving you both the good and the bad. Remember, this is a key skill set needed to be an effective pastor today, one that you just can't afford to be just okay in week in and week out. The third critical area for every pastor is being a caring shepherd. Pastors, let me remind you of something. You are in the people business. The Bible says, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church, which he bought with his own blood. Loving and caring about people is at the heart of every effective pastor. If you don't have a heart for people, then quite frankly, you're in the wrong profession. Now, there are two distinct areas within member care that as a pastor, you're responsible for preserving. And these two areas are discipleship and connection. Let's start off with discipleship because it's an extremely critical area of growing and caring for people as they become members of your church. 
Members must grow into mature disciples. Part of your role as pastor is to create a clear process that helps people grow into mature disciples. This includes things like getting them baptized and teaching them the importance of things like prayer, fasting, meditating, and reading the Bible regularly. But it also means teaching them the importance and biblical purpose on things like communion, tithing, serving, feet washing, personal evangelism, and all other doctrinal tenets. Now, if you followed me for any long period of time, I know I probably sound like a broken record, but I highly suggest that you at least consider using the purpose-driven church model which uses five concentric circles and a baseball diamond as their key strategy for growing new believers into mature disciples. To me, it's still one of the most logical processes, and I've even seen many churches adapt these principles and tweak them, making them their own, but still have a step-by-step process for helping people grow their relationship with Jesus Christ. The other area of shepherding that's necessary for you to preserve is what I call connection. Most people don't just want to come to church They want to belong to one. Life is happening to people every day, and members need to feel like they can come to their church for support and for care when they need it. This is all about making sure they feel connected to their church home. As a caring shepherd, part of your role must be to create systems and processes that accommodate member care, including things like weddings, baby dedications, fellowship, counseling, benevolence, sickness or hospital visits, and funerals. So how are you doing in this area? This one is tough for a lot of pastors because it requires building systems and creating processes, not to mention some delegating. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, Dwight, I already know this, and I want to be an effective shepherd for my church, but this sometimes feels overwhelming with all of the things that have got to get done. And quite honestly, you'd be right. That's why you need to create documented processes that allow you to train others on how people should get cared for. Instead of you having to do everything, you must learn how to create teams and delegate responsibilities so that everything gets done and members are cared for without at all needing to be on your shoulders. Fortunately, this is one of the areas that I'm called to help you with, and it's what I'm called to do. If you need help in this area, definitely reach out to us through our website or on our Facebook page, and I'll definitely reach out to you to see how we can help. The final area that all pastors must be effective in is organizational management. I'm sorry, pastors, there's no way around this. You must be able to manage an organization because the Little C Church is an organization that must operate and comply with regular nonprofit structure and guidelines. Now, you can and should assemble a great administrative team, and I would love to help you with that. After all, it's what I'm called to do, and if I do say so myself, it's what I'm good at. But in the end, as the leader, you're still ultimately responsible for getting the team on track and keeping them on track towards your goals and your church's ultimate vision. As a pastor, you're also the executive director of your nonprofit organization, which is the church. And there are five areas that every leader needs to manage by creating teams and systems that operate effectively and allow for growth. The first one is leadership. And quite honestly, in my opinion, this is the most important area because as I always say, everything starts with leadership. Now, this not only means your leadership in creating a vision and managing your team, but it also means identifying, developing, and empowering the leaders that will manage many of the day-to-day activities of the church. Remember, you'll never grow your organization by yourself. You'll need to be an effective leader and lead other effective leaders, ones that are able to execute strategies and manage high-level teams that fulfill church goals. 
Administration is the foundation for effective growth. You won't grow your church by just great preaching alone. You need effective systems and processes that allow your organization to scale. Administration provides the documentation and organizational structure needed to continue building your church without losing its values and its culture. Not only that, but as we discussed, your church is also a nonprofit organization. And because of that, there are certain legal obligations that your ministry has in order to operate on a solid foundation. Then, of course, there's finance, which sometimes gets a bad rap, but honestly, it doesn't need to. You can't operate the church like it's your own business. The church you lead, even though it may have been started by you, is meant for people and to connect those people with their Heavenly Father. So it starts with being transparent when handling God's money. You'll need to create a church budget and track finances properly in order to safeguard church resources. And as the leader, you'll also need regular financial reports. And these are the same type of reports that allow you to obtain bank loans and lines of credit for your church. So these are really important. Church marketing is all about managing perception and reaching people where they are. You'll need to create a brand for your church, which is an identity that individualizes you from among all the other churches that are in your area. This helps give people an idea about who you are and what they can expect when they visit your church. Marketing also includes advertising and design. And as a pastor, you'll need to lead your team towards ideas and strategies that help promote your church and get people in the door. Now, the final area is technology. And using technology in church today not only makes you more efficient, but keeps your ministry up to date on how to integrate the latest equipment and software within your organization. As pastor, you'll need to ensure that technology is being used effectively within your church administration office for things like data and security management, software and hardware upgrades, within your children's ministry for check-in and background checks, and within your audio and visual departments for things like sound, lighting, and presentation. So again, how are you doing with this one? This one is probably the most challenging for pastors because it's probably not what you feel like you're called to do. And technically, I agree with you. But being a pastor today requires that you're able to grow and lead an organization. And these managerial skills are essential in helping you build an organization that's founded on a solid legal foundation and is operated in a professional and efficient way. But remember, you're a manager, which means that you don't have to and probably really shouldn't be trying to do all of this on your own. Again, you need to create teams and build systems that allow you to manage these tasks effectively while still giving you the freedom to handle the tasks and things that only you're called to do. Because in the end, you can't grow a church if you can't manage the business portion of growing a church. God won't pour into a broken vessel. And pastors, I know this may seem a bit overwhelming, and you may not have realized all of the things that go into being a church pastor, but in actuality, this is the job. This is why I totally agree when people say that pastoring is the hardest job on earth. It requires being a great spiritual leader, an effective communicator, a caring shepherd, and a capable manager. Now, I want to emphasize that I love pastors. I really do. And I totally respect the position and mantle given to any individual that has received the spiritual calling to watch over the flock. Remember, I'm a PK, and I know firsthand the difficulties, the frustrations, and the challenges that a pastor and his family face. I lived through it, and I'm grateful for it. So let's talk about what's next. Now that you're clear on your roles, you may want a little help with some of the things that you're responsible for leading. And as I mentioned, 
I would be so honored to assist you in your church with helping you become a stronger shepherd and manager. Churbis, which literally is a combination of church business, was created to help churches create the systems and processes necessary to expand and grow their ministries. We love churches, we love business, and we believe in both. So I want to throw a plug out in there for Churbis. If you'd like help or just want to talk to us about your options and how we can help, please send us an email at hello at And if you're not already a member of our free Facebook group called The Iron Shop, then you're missing out. This is a judgment-free space where other church leaders and their volunteers can go to ask their questions, get feedback, and benchmark with other leaders on what's working within their ministries. Well, that's it for me. God bless you, everybody, and thank you for joining me. And I can't wait to share more with you in the next episode of the Churbiz Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Churbiz Podcast, practical tips, tools, and information that will help grow and transform your church. For more information about Churbiz, please visit our website at www.churbiz.com.